Your presence, Lord, is cleansing grace. Forgiveness, yes, but more than that. Our death with life you would replace. That we might sing Magnificat. Come daily, Lord, to shape our mind. That consciousness may host your son. So his return may in us find a dwelling place. A Lord is cleansing grace Forgiveness, yes But more than that Our death with life You would replace That we might sing
By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Hello and welcome to this last of our four Advent meditations in music and poetry and scripture. In a matter of hours it will be Christmas Day, but I'm going to stay with Advent, reflecting on the readings for the fourth Sunday in Advent. O Emmanuel, our King and our Lawgiver, the hope of the nations and their Saviour, come and save us, O Lord our God. The poem I've chosen to read this evening is You Reading This, Be Ready by William Stafford. Starting here, what do you want to remember? How sunlight creeps along a shining floor. What scent of old wood hovers, what softened sound from outside fills the air? Will you ever bring a better gift for the world than the breathing respect that you carry wherever you go right now? Are you waiting for time to show you some better thoughts? When you turn round, starting here, Lift this new glimpse that you found, carry into evening all that you want from this day, this interval you spent reading or hearing this. Keep it for life. What can anyone give you greater than now, starting here, right in this room when you turn around? i mm-hmm. 
Hear the Gospel of our Saviour Christ according to St. Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is with you. And she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Mary was not expecting visitors, and she certainly was not expecting a visit from the angel Gabriel. But there he was, with the afterglow of divine light fresh on his robes, standing before her. Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is with you. By no means a typical greeting. Who actually says things like that? Is he trying to impress someone? But Mary isn't a someone. She's a nobody in a visage filled with nobodies. No need to waste grand angelic pronouncements on her. Gabriel's presence is more than enough to impress. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. Do not be afraid. How can Mary not be afraid? Angels don't come to Nazareth, and they certainly, most certainly don't come to poor peasant girls like Mary. God doesn't find favour with the likes of her. The angel must be mistaken. Perhaps he's lost. Maybe he's looking for a different Mary. But he keeps talking. Mary's perplexed, and she's afraid. And now you will conceive in your womb, and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. Surprise! How can this be? No great ruler has ever come out of Nazareth, and yet here is the angel. Speaking of ancestors and thrones and kingdoms, it makes no sense. Why choose a barely engaged teenager to carry God's son? Why not? If Elizabeth, like Sarah before her, could bear a son in her old age, there's nothing impossible with God. Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Mary's surprise is our surprise. Thousands of years later, God's call still mystifies us, still has power to provoke us to wonder and awe. The news from God is frequently too good to be true, and messengers are often wholly unexpected and astonishing. 
But the message remains the same. God will always surprise us. God is in the business of surprising us over and over and over again. Scripture is filled with God showing up in the most unlooked-for places and the unlikeliest of people. People have encountered the God of wonder in bushes that burn and donkeys that talk and raging whirlwinds, pillars of fire under starly night skies. God has a way of amazing us on the tops of mountains and wells in the noonday sun and strangers bearing gifts. No matter how often we look for God in the familiar places, God will somehow be revealed in the unexpected, the unlooked for, the unpredicted. Jesus' birth to an unwed teenage mother in a backwater town a little north of nowhere was perhaps God's biggest surprise of all. No great kings or rulers to welcome the Messiah. Instead, the poor, the marginalised and the outcast attended the birth of the God-made flesh. No fanfare, no fireworks or finery for the Prince of Peace, just a manger. On an average night, punctuated by the message of angels and the bewilderment of shepherds. God surprised the world in the extraordinarily ordinary birth of Jesus. As we make our way once again with the shepherds and angels towards Bethlehem, we celebrate God's favour for the last and the lowest and the least. At Christmas, we rejoice with Mary that Jesus is God's biggest surprise. With this tiny, helpless child in Mary's arms, we see God making the common holy, the mundane mighty and everyday extraordinary. We're called to revel in God's continued choice of the unexpected. This is the good news at Christmas and beyond, that God is found not in a mansion but in a manger, not in a palace but in a poorhouse. The good news about Jesus that we as the church here now today are called to preach is that we will be surprised at who God chooses to deliver the message of hope. In a world filled with wars and rumours of wars, injustices and violence, we need the message of the angel. For those who are searching and seeking a different way, God finds us in our need and raises us up. Our world is desperate for good news. The neglected, forgotten and the left out are in need of the message of hope found in Jesus Christ, the Son of God and the Son of Mary. For us as a church to be relevant, we need to be bearers of the good news that God stands with the left out and the lonely and the lost. Our world is in need of God's mystery and awe and surprise. But too often, we find comfort in the known, the recognised and the familiar. We like safe, we like certain, we like stability. But with God, we're never safe or certain or even stable. As we turn our gaze towards Christmas, the question we look for and follow Jesus must ask ourselves is this. Have we heard the story so often that we fail to see or share the surprise? Have we drained so much of the mystery from the world that we're no longer able to be startled by the workings of God? Have we failed to recognise Jesus in the passing touch of a hand, the fleeting beauty of a smile, the gentleness of a world of encouragement? Our lives, our communities and our world are filled with God's surprise if we stop long enough to recognise it. When we domesticate the divine and muzzle the mysterious, we leave little room for God to work in and through us. When the mystery of God is regimented, regulated and relegated to be contained within four walls on any given Sunday, 
we've ceased to seek the surprise of God's inbreaking into our world, and yet God still finds a way to get our attention and fill us with surprise. As people of God, as God's beloved, we're called like Mary to fall into the uncertainty of God. We are called to let our lives and our hearts and our eyes be open for glimpses of the divine, so that we may follow in the way that Jesus has led. To be amazed by God means that in Christ Jesus there is no work, no ministry, no person beyond our compassionate reach. If we're to be interrupted by God, we, like Mary and Joseph, must risk stepping out on faith into an uncertain future, knowing that God is out there waiting with just one more surprise. And when we are surprised by God, our hearts are set free, our burdens are lifted, our fear fades. Like Mary, when we encounter the divine mystery, we can only respond in joyful song. As we journey to the manger once more, May we seek once again to be surprised by a God who finds favour in us, who has lifted up the lowly and filled the hungry with good things. May we in our lives and our living magnify the Holy One. May we be messengers of God who seek the divine in the midst of the ordinary. And may we in joyful song proclaim the greatness of the Lord. Amen.
Let us pray. You are our eternal salvation, the unfailing light of the world. Light everlasting, you are truly our redemption, grieving that the human race was perishing through the tempter's power without leaving the heights. You came to the depths in your loving kindness, readily taking our humanity by your gracious will. You saved all earthly creatures long since lost, restoring joy to the world. Redeem our souls and bodies, O Christ, and so possess us as your shining dwellings. By your first coming, make us righteous. At your second coming, set us free, so that when the world is filled with light and you judge all things, we may be clad in spotless robes and follow you in your steps, O King, into the heavenly hall. Lord, we beseech thee, give ear to our prayers, and by thy gracious visitation lighten up the darkness of our hearts, by our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. God, our Redeemer, who prepared the Blessed Virgin Mary to be the mother of your Son, grant that as she looked for his coming as our Saviour, so we may be ready to greet him when he comes again as our Judge who is alive and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armour of light. May you go from this place 
walking in the light of the Lord. And may I wish you a very happy Christmas. Street.